Welcome to Life After the Fire, where the preeminent posts are everything you need to know about having a life after a career in the fire service. I'm Chris Phelps, and I'm here with a dear friend of mine, Jules Bolton. Jules, I can't thank you enough. It's Tuman. Tuman, Jules Tuman, whatever. <laughs> You'll still be Bolton to me. That was 20 it's always years Bol- ago. Bolton. It's always Bolton. Well, you know, Jules and I, oh my God. See, let's let's wind the wind it back a little bit here. Nineties, probably. We, uh, yeah, the mid nineties. We worked together, and since we're both no longer associated with those departments, we can, you know, speak Talk freely. freely. <laughs> yep, yep. They can't hurt us now, right? I hope. <laughs> no, no. But uh, you know, fast friends. Um, we just we had a lot of fun together, and you know, I've always. You know, since then, you know, I've been we've been gone for or separated, whatever you want to call it, for over twenty years, twenty two years, I think. Uh, Has it been? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I left. I left in two thousand. Wow. Yeah. So obviously, you've done a lot since then. Um, but one of the reasons I wanted to to bring you in here, other than you know, you being a friend and making it easier on me, you know, of course, me first, but. Um, you know, just since you accomplished so many amazing things in your your life as a firefighter and now in the in the afterlife or the, the other side, if you will. And uh I think it needs to be, you know, mentioned and uh let's talk about it. So Well, I myself uh I feel very blessed to have been in our job that we would have done for free and did it for free for so long. And to have a healthy life post that job and be financially secure for the rest of my life because of that job, I just feel blessed to have found that job in my life. And it was the calling for me. And uh, I, I say it once a week to have such a wonderful life after for helping people sometimes feels obscene. I feel very blessed. Yeah. I, I really do. I really do. So the the whole reason why I wanted to to start this podcast was because a, a very good friend of mine from Central Florida had his career cut short, and he wasn't at all prepared for it. And while he is now receiving a disability retirement and and whatnot, and he's doing some teaching and stuff, his um his life now is completely changed and he wasn't ready for it. So my goal here was to, um, you know, to, to talk about those different things, things that, things that can cause somebody's career to be cut short, things that can you know, help you prepare and insulate yourself from those and, uh, and, and how to get prepared for the, for the, for the afterlife. So that's kind of why I'm here. <laughs> I will be glad to answer any questions so, and so, my positives and negatives. You know, you were kind of a trailblazer, first female on the department, right? Already, I'm not feeling comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that's that. You know, that's awesome. So you you dealt with a lot of challenges there, right? But you did uh, were very gracious and did a great job in overcoming them. Just your personality alone. I mean, just absolutely. 
Well, my core is I believe in being a good employee. I'm not big on a male or female. I'm not, I don't care if you're black, white, purple, green, whatever. It's all about being a good employee and doing the right thing for the right people, for people in general. But as for being the, you know, I, I had some challenges that, that other people didn't have, but there was other people that had challenges that I didn't have. Um, I was very fortunate to have very, uh, as much as there might've been people that weren't crazy to have me in that department, I had some very, uh, my, my first partner was 250 pounds, you know, with no gear on and Harley driving, beer drinking, beef eating, milk with his pasta having, uh, he out of the gate, he, he tells the story all the time. We got on the rescue together and he's, I said to him at 125, 130 pounds, you go down I will do everything I can to move you. And if I can't, I'm going to sit on you, sit on you and they will find us either both alive or both dead, but I will never desert you. And the moment that happened, um, I had support from him and, and he knew that that, that's how it is. I think I know who you're referring to. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, I was almost in a bar fight with this guy. (laughs) And, uh, and if I, if memory serves me, I think the, the, what he said afterwards, he's like, man, I'm shaking. You know, I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> that is he. That is he. But yeah, I was lucky to have some good support, so, uh, which yeah. helped balance some of the negativity that that I was yeah. experiencing. But yeah. we all have our challenges. Yeah. So you know, over the years, you know, you've moved up in your in positions within the department. You did some things on the side. Like, what kind of things were you doing on the side? Well, it started with you and I both working at the hospital. Uh, so back in the nineties, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. No, we worked You're very, together. very comfortable around a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you and I did the dictation stuff uh, with the ER and learned a lot. Um, I taught, I taught a lot in the '90s and early 2000s. It was teaching EMTs and paramedics, ACLS and PALS and CPR, um, all intermingled with the fire department. It was all medical stuff. Uh, I was a for. I was taught that. If you got time to sit around, you got time to earn money. And we time to lean, time to clean. It's the truth, and we didn't make any money at the fire department. Yeah. You know, that's we started at my, which yours couldn't have been much more than mine, but mine was eighteen thousand five eighty two. And so why we worked side jobs. Both of yeah. us worked side jobs, yeah. and you know, for many many years, my average work week was probably for three or four. My average was eighty eight hours a week was my average. Um, work week between all the uh, teaching and the hospitals and all that other stuff. And it goes into, we worked hard and played hard. So when we would play hard, we skied and we would take off a week or two or three and, you know, do what was good for us and Uh just have fun. So, um, that was the first part of my career. And, uh, I stayed working two or three jobs probably until the, probably the middle two 2015, 2018, I started backing off, but I ended up working with hyperbarics at St. Mary's. I worked mm-hmm. uh, surgery units. I worked emergency rooms. Um, I tried some other stuff off to the side uh, and uh, did some boat stuff. So we, it was always working. You just, in order to make the tail end good, you have to make the front end work hard. So that yeah. meant putting away in deferred comp. That meant you know, uh, the, the, the retirement from the hospitals, the retirement from the college, all these little side retirement things that might've only been 
like uh, the, like the like college pennies. stuff. Yeah, it was. It was right right now that accounts twenty thousand dollars, which. $20,000 to us 20 years ago was a, sh- a lot of money. <laughs> and, and, uh, but when you had that 20, that 20, and then you add another, you know, 50 or 80 from a hospital and all these other jobs, it, mm-hmm. it helps make it the tail end so much more cushionable because you've been smart and not blown every penny as you were yeah. working your way through your job. Plus in the whole time you're learning stuff that makes your primary job, which is, you know, being a medic or, or you know, in the street, all that fed into making you better at your real job. Better employee. Right. Yeah. Now, Pay are you care. doing anything since retirement? Since retirement, anything I did income earned. I, I mildly. So <clears throat> initially I didn't do anything out of retirement and I, and I'm coming up on three years in March. Uh, yeah, March I'll be re- retired three years. And about a year after that, I wanted to do some stuff that I didn't do. I never got to fly. Our department didn't have a, mm-hmm. a flight system. So I did flight medicine for about a year, which was great for brain exercise. It wasn't good for the pocket. There was not a lot of money involved with that. But it was um, great to get back into medicine and use your brain a little bit. And then um, they ended up closing up that that um, that airline down in our area. And uh, I was doing some stuff with boating um, my husband's uh, working as a as a boat captain, so I did some stew work with him. Uh, right now, I'm getting ready to do some uh, subcontracting stuff and do uh, exercises with, with the government and some teaching that way. So I do a little bit now, but I don't ever want to have to work full time again. I want to do only things that I enjoy doing uh, that are fun and uh, keep the stress at a very bare minimum, I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause my life angst at this point in my so life. So you're doing a couple things here and there Correct. or have done a couple things here and there, not because you had to, more Correct. because you wanted to. Only because I wanted to. So, but getting to that point, not everybody has that that luxury. Correct. So you did some things before your retirement date to set you up for that. Absolutely. A lot of the stuff, like I said, there was deferred comp where um, I I was very hitting that very hard, putting as much as I could for a while. We ended up getting some real estate uh, investments with our best friends that gave us downtime for debriefing, uh, mm-hmm. is getting the stress out. But yet still, we had a house in the Keys with our, our best friends that it was a great financial investment, but it also was a way to get the stress out. Um with the, of course, I could have retired and just walked out the door, but I stayed in the drop for a little over four years. Oh, okay. That put a huge chunk in our, in our yeah. savings account and the ability to have some flexibility. And there was also, uh, what we have in the state of Florida for city employees, a 175 account, which also added to, uh, our, our retirement share cash. plan. Yeah. Yeah. The cat. Yeah. I think I remember when that was, uh, was started. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I probably got a considerable bit more than you did. <laughs> I was on the pension board when, uh, when that came about. So, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. So, so awesome stuff. But the key um, is making sure that you're putting stuff. So when you get a pay raise, stuff away. you, right. You get a pay raise. You don't yeah. go, woohoo, let's go buy a new car. Yeah. You throw 50 bucks more a you month. You stayed within your means. Absolutely. We did not buy new cars every couple of years. Mm-hmm. We drive cars for 10 to 15 years every vehicle. Yeah. Um, unless, don't turn houses unless you're Unless you're going like, you know, from like one fast food restaurant to the other and you get whacked. <laughs> That's not nice. 
<laughs> that is horrible. Nobody knows that story. Oh, that was horrible. I know. I wrecked a bad. I wrecked a beautiful car. Yeah, but it happens. Mr. Two, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was it an MR2? I knew it was no, a little it was a, Toyota. It was a, yeah, wasn't Supra. It a Toyota. Supra. The Toyota Supra, that's yeah. What it was, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. A little red car. McDonald's <laughs> fries and Burger King Whopper. That's what it was. <laughs> Blue Heron Boulevard. <laughs> fries everywhere. Oh, my God. That's terrible. That's it was terrible. terrible. <laughs> but what I'm hearing is that, um, you know, obviously a big part of your success has been from you know, investing and investing in, uh, in, investing in yourself, investing in real estate, investing in, you know, in the market. Yes. Um, the real estate side of things, you know, like I think the statistic is like 90%, 90% of millionaires got there through owning real estate. Hmm. So I wish I had figured that earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we were very fortunate where um, the house that we had in the Keys, we lost that to our, a hurricane and mm -hmm. we sold for what we had. For me, it was still a great investment because it, it invested in our health and our mental health more than anything. Yeah. Between Matt, Matt was a cop and, and retired as well, but between Matt and our, my job, and we also didn't have kids too. I have to throw that in. We also had the luxury <laughs> of two decent salaries. Dinks. Yes. And, and, and two <laughs> drops. And so there's other positive things. But, um, when we lost that house, we took the money that we had in that. And we bought another property right next to our primary and used that as a rental and mm -hmm. ended up doing very well when the market went great and we could sell both houses at the same time. So that yeah. was also, and I wish I had learned the whole real estate thing early in the career, but it doesn't matter because we're, we're in a good place and we're happy, but it's yeah. a great thing to be learning for yeah. those people that are listening. That that's a, a great way to Invest your money. Yeah. In some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. However, absolutely. However possible. So that's good stuff. Um, mental health is something that I think is, I don't know, it's not, well, for years it was never really talked about. No, no. Uh, it's it's becoming more, much more prevalent and, and understood. Um. But before we before we even knew it was a thing, we were doing things like going to the Keys and going yes. you know, going out west and going skiing. And, Those are some of the and, healthy uh, things. Yeah. But with the healthy <laughs> things comes a lot of unhealthy things. Yeah. A lot of alcohol, a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. work hard, play hard. And, and uh, that would be one thing that if I could look back now and think, oh, a lot of alcohol in my body. <laughs> Not that I don't drink now. I do drink. I just uh -huh. think that with the mental health thing, uh, the self medication. A lot of people get a case of wine for a four day <laughs> ski trip. Yeah. I mean, that's. It wasn't a full case. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say we drank a full case, but we bought a full case. Yeah, of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but much. yeah, mental health. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to see them starting to. Because we grew up in a, a suck it up buttercup world. Yeah. We didn't talk about yeah. issues. We didn't talk about how things stick with you. And mm -hmm. as I, you know, finished my career, I knew that I was carrying a lot of stuff inside me that I didn't really understand. Um, I have always felt like you have this bucket and you don't know what's getting stuck in your gray matter throughout mm -hmm. all the years and the calls. Mm -hmm. But it is legit. It is um it's, it's, it's something that you have to stay in tune with. And, uh, it's, 
it's 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 important. It's a I, thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. There's no doubt. I, I, I it is a real thing. So I've I've talked about this before. It's the the, uh, the metaphor or analogy. I don't know. I don't know English. <laughs> <laughs> I can do math. I don't know English, but it's like mental health is like every call you go on. It's putting a little piece of, you know, hold it up or you know, wadded up piece of paper in the trash can. Correct. And, you know, eventually that trash can gets full. You need to be able to empty it. And I can't tell you if it's going to be, you know, uh, 20 calls, 30 calls, 1,000 calls, or it's going to be one call that fills your trash can. But at some point, your trash can is going to be full and you need to have an outlet to be able to empty it. Departments definitely have gotten much better about it. Uh, and there's plenty of resources out there now, but you're right. There, there wasn't really a, a thing back then. No. Yeah. There was an EAP. Yeah. But who that knew? That was for it, pansies. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gotten much better. Thankfully. So, I'm very grateful for that for young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the other really cool things that I understand you, you're doing something with a nonprofit. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, that is extremely important. I think for people to really be involved with as well is some sort of, um, way to give back for all the stuff that you've gotten. And, um, our, our charity is firefighters, of the rescue. And I am so proud of what has, what we've been able to do. Uh, tragically, I mean, it, you know, we, we went through Brian's stuff and, uh, how did how did the whole you know idea of start the firefighters rescue? Yeah, how did it all start? That came about seventeen, eighteen, maybe even nineteen years ago, where we had had a couple of our guys in our department had had some issues where uh, one of their daughters had um, got leukemia and had some issues with with financial issues. Uh, there was uh, a couple different cases in our department where family members got in, in bad health, and and we wanted to find a way to help them. And uh, a couple of our guys uh, who are incredible started this charity to start being able to assist and give back. And we, I, the, one of the proudest things, they, they asked me to be a, a, a board member a, a couple of years back. And I was so honored, but I am so proud because it's a hundred percent given to the right people for the right things. It's mm -hmm. all volunteer Nobody gets paid for anything. Pay, people give us money. It goes only to the needs of that. So we've been able to help, you know, not just firefighters and nurses and cops and families that have been affected by storms and lost members. And it's given us the ability to really be able to help those people. And our, our whole thing is we are helping people who have spent their life helping others. And that is the fact that, that we can, and, and people are so generous, um, but we can do so much with that. Yeah. And it's going to the right places. It's not like so many other charities where there's overhead, there's offices, there's staff, there's salaries, there's nothing like that. We we don't take nobody takes a penny for anything. Hundred percent so out. We and I'm very proud of that and feel very lucky to be involved with that. It's a it's a passion, and it's uh, it's all for the right things and the right people. So there's nothing negative about that. Yeah. So maybe a little stress that's thrown on our shoulders every now and then trying to make sure everything works yeah. out, but it's a good stress. It's yeah. a good stress when you're helping people. That's a really cool thing. I mean, 
you know, there's like a national organizations like the Tunnel to Towers mm-hmm. um, organization. S- sounds like they do, you know, some similar stuff. I don't know too much about it, but, you know, to see you guys do something here locally like that is, you know, super there's, cool. Yeah, there are some you know, you were already pretty high up on the coolness factor. Yeah, and that, you know, now you're a little bit higher. <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's some good stuff, and we do we have got this chili cook off coming up here uh, with the retire the Palm Beach County Fire Rescue retirees mm-hmm. is graciously making us a co benefactor with another incredible um, charity that's doing work with Duchesne. So we are we got one coming up in in a couple of weeks now, February fourth. February fourth, and it's right here, right in, here in Abacoa. In Abacoa, yeah, it's going to be a big big day here. So. Uh, I, I know we put it on the calendar. We we did a little bit with it last year. Yep, put it on the collecting, calendar. Collecting uh, collecting money for tickets and stuff. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. But, uh, you know, it's all good stuff. So, I know you know, like I've said before, you know, throughout my career, throughout your career, you know, we've seen some other people's careers get cut short. And them not be prepared for it. The whole goal here is to you know, help get some some good information out, get some good resources out to people. Um, you know, looking back, is there you know, aside from you, know, you said er, investing earlier in real estate, is there anything else that you, you can think of that you wish you would have known more about then that you know now? Um. I think having a plan is good. I, 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 we've made mistakes. I don't have any problem sharing my mistakes with everybody. One of our mistakes is looking into whole life versus term life insurance. Those are things that you have to to think about because if you're used to a lifestyle and in our case, so I'll share our case. Um, My husband's eight years younger than me. And so when we both finished our jobs, when it came to figuring out our pensions, if you're going to leave 100% to the other person, if you die 50%, 25%, whatever, there's a big difference in ages. So for for him, when he left um, in his pension, if he had said, okay, I'm going to make sure that Jules, my wife, has my pension for the rest of his life, there was a uh, it was going to be a $900 a month difference. So instead of taking home, I'm going to say $4,000, we would be taking home $3,100. Right. When it came to, and I said that backwards, I said it absolutely backwards. When it came to me, because of the age difference, for me taking home 4,000 would be 3,100 for Matt because mm-hmm. he was so much younger. He's going to live longer. So yeah. I was the one that was going to end up <laughs> theoretically. I would be the person that it was going to cost. For him, the difference between, since I'm eight years older, the difference uh, was minuscule, like $125 a month. So it, it made sense for me to go ahead and take his retirement for the rest of our life at yeah. such a media. So at that point, Jules, I was so worried that here I knew that I would be taken care of because I would have both of our pensions till I die, but he wouldn't have mine. So, and mine happened to be a, a higher pension because I was, uh, was working longer and I uh, up the ranks and my salaries went much higher and I couldn't sleep at night thinking that Matt might be in a position that he wouldn't be able to make the mortgage or, you know, all our bills if we're set in this lifestyle that we have. So we looked at doing life insurance as a way to 
do Very that, which is an ex- excellent way to do it. Um, if you are in a position where you have only one of the two of you have a, a drop or a, a good cushion, um, many families don't have that. They have one person that that's working and they're going to have, yes, the drop and defer comment and all that other stuff, blah. And then the other one, maybe, maybe it's a wife that stays at home with the kids and they don't have that ability. And God forbid they lose that husband, mm-hmm. then they are going to be screwed. Um, so one of the ways to do that is to do a, a, a life insurance policy, whether it be whole life or term life. And there's a lot to learn about that. Um, for my mistake and what I learned is that we were fortunate enough to do have the two salaries and the two drops that when all we were retired, we had a good chunk that's in reserves Mm. that we didn't necessarily need that insurance policy. So we had paid for a very large amount that we found out we didn't need two or three years down the road. It wasn't a complete loss of money or waste of money because it gave me peace of mind that if I had died in that, that period that my husband would be taken care of, you know, with his income that he wouldn't have to worry. But that's something to really think through. And for each person, you you need to figure out whether it's kids you have to worry about as well as your spouse. Is it, do you have other parents? Do you have other siblings? Is there other expenses that, and, and I talk people because that's, to me, that's the biggest priority is making sure that the, the family and the, 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 the people closest to you are going to be okay if you were to, to, to die. Yeah. Uh, I feel like any of the rest of it, you know, so you got to get a smaller house, big deal, but you need to make sure that you always, that the, whoever's left, they are dependent on your income mm-hmm. has no worries. So yeah. that was a, a big lesson for me because for a few years I wasn't sleeping. I knew that we we're getting close and, and it's something that you, until you're through with your drop or you're too through with whatever, then you can make a decision on, okay, we need it. We don't need it, whatever. Um, but that's something that even as, as you're going through your thirties and forties and fifties, you need to make sure that your loved ones are financially okay. If you should die tomorrow, yeah. that unexpected. I think that's a, a huge thing. Now, did you, did you did you work with like a, a financial planner? Or did not work like with a financial that? planner up front. It, I didn't. We started didn't deal with a financial planner until um, we were, we were retired, and then we just want to make sure we were on the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, right path. We found that most of what we had done fell in line with what a financial planner would want us to do. Right. Um, we do still use one to bounce things off of and uh, make sure we're on the the right plane on that, but. Um, it was, you need education when it comes to that stuff. And, uh, and I, it doesn't have to be a financial planner, but I, we had some good friends that are three or four different opinions. And if we had listened to them, we probably would have been a little better instead of learning it the hard way. But we went with what was best for us at that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I would urge people to, to make sure that you talk to people. And even if you make it for me, it was, it was kind of a mistake. We lost, we lost quite a bit of money again, but on the same note, it was, it was a insurance policy in my brain for that amount of time mm-hmm. to know that if anything happened, that he yeah. would be okay. So, so maybe it was a small price to pay. Exactly. It should for the, it, for it, the peace of mind. Yeah. If, yeah. if I were going to tell somebody that was in our position, I probably would tell them to do something different than what we did. Mm-hmm. 
for the coin, for the the, right. the money, but um, it wasn't the end of the world. But those kind of conversations, like financial planner type conversations, are, are really tough to have. That's like a, a very high trust uh, relationship you got to have with somebody, and and not everybody you know, feels comfortable talking about that kind of stuff. Well, I, 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 I understand that. And <laughs> honestly, sometimes the best place for that is at the kitchen table, at the fire station, yeah. because there's a wealth of knowledge at that. And the older people, hopefully they're learning when, when we started, when you and I started, we didn't have, it was a newer department. We didn't have a lot of older people yeah. uh, to teach us anything. Nobody had even, I don't think anybody had even retired yet. No, well, we didn't have officers. When I started, there was no, no officers. Yeah. They had whoever, you know. Station manager. Station manager <laughs> and whoever was assigned to be to drive the fire engine. Yeah. Uh, that was it. So we were in a very younger, it was a volunteer department that yeah. was turning professional slowly and uh, became uh, very professional very, very quickly. But we didn't have anybody to show us how good it was if you played your cards right, if you did yeah. the right things. Um, so I think that that's a benefit. Uh, by making sure you tap into the older people uh, as as you're going through your career and listening and learning and keeping your mouth shut and soaking it in mm -hmm. and and not and being responsible and again I go back to the 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 cars it's so easy when when you're making a good salary and I guess maybe because we weren't making such great money when we started, we really had to watch our pennies and make sure we had enough money to pay the power and the mm -hmm. taxes and all that other stuff. When you're making 50 or a hundred thousand a year, you know, starting out, it's, Oh, you can afford a big shiny car, mm -hmm. big truck and, and turn it over. And I remember people that I did work with that, that left and didn't do the drop, um, that didn't realize the benefit of doing that. Um, some of the fiscal responsibility put them in, in a position where they had to keep working after they left the department. And, yeah. and that, you know, that that's something to think about. That was another impetus behind this thing. Um, I was out fishing with one of the, one of the guys and we were just catching up and, you know, it'd been 20 something years. It's like, Hey, what's this guy doing? What's that guy doing? It's like, Oh, he's working as a road ranger or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah, man, you know, he's nobody really prepared themselves for, retirement well that unfortunately because we worked for a smaller department that you didn't have a lot of people to teach you these things because they didn't yeah. know it similar to just even the officers it was when they made their officers in our department they had some excellent officers and they had some that weren't excellent but they didn't have anybody to teach them if they weren't there to yeah. begin with so it's kind of you know there's something about learning as you go along, but it's also much more beneficial if you got some sort of example, even if it's a poor example, because then you learn what you don't want to do. You mm -hmm. know, you're going to learn something from every single person that you work with and especially yeah. in the fire service. Yeah. And I've said that so many times to people testing for every, every level. And it's, you learn something from everybody. Even if you don't care for that person, you learn what you don't want to do or how mm -hmm. you don't want to treat people, you know? So, uh, that yeah. same way with the financial world too, you know, if you see as a younger person, if you see somebody that you admire and, and you, you see them, then ask them how they did it and, and learn from them and, you know, don't make some of the mistakes that we did, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and again, it goes back to not buying a new pickup truck every two or three years and, yeah. you know, not flipping your home every three or four years and bigger, 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 better, better, better. Sometimes bigger and better is not better for you yeah. you know 
learn to be happy with what you have and, and uh, make sure you save. And then at the end, then you can go bigger. And which is exactly what we did. We were in our house for 21 years and the market went crazy and we got a butt ton of money, you know, for our properties <laughs> and we could buy the house on the water that we wanted that we never could even dream of for so many years. But because we were smart about it and didn't, you know, party our asses off all over the place. We just partied our asses off in our house, <laughs> which is cheaper than partying your, partying your ass off, you know, yeah. at different bars and stuff. So yeah. just be wise about your money. That's good. It's good stuff. So I like to always end these with some sort of a call of action. Um, so in, in, in this case, you know, I, I think the call to action would be to you know, look at the firefighters to the rescue and, uh, and, you know, contribute what you can because you might be on the receiving end someday. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to reach out. If you have somebody in your department that is struggling or something's happened or a bad injury and they, they can't, they can't mow their yard or first of all, you do it. And if you can't, then reach out. Uh, our, our, our charity, Firefighters the Rescue, we are here to, to do as much good as we can for people that really need it. Um, so don't ever feel afraid to reach out to us and our website, firefightersrescue.com. Simple, easy, look at what we're about. Um, and if you are working and you have a, some tragedy that happens to one of your brothers or sisters in the department, pick up a phone, call us, email us. We'll do whatever we can to help those people. That's, that's what we do. Awesome stuff. Thanks. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>